Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. They just wanted to clinch at home. That's all. Just want to clinch at home. Get the streamers, get the party going. Gonna have to wait another couple days. Brewers fall 6-1, to one. Cubs win 4-3. to three. I'll tell you what, uh, the Brewers are going to send like a bad fruitcake this holiday to the Rockies because they got swept by the Rockies in Denver in May. They won two out of three here, did the Brewers against the Rockies, but then they get swept by the Cubs when all the Brewers needed was one loss by the Cubs for them to clinch the magic number. But what can you do? What can you do? Uh, The uh, Brewers' offense goes quiet again. Uh, A little weird. A little alarming, but really not that alarming. Let's be honest for a second here. They just finished 17 games in a row. 17 in a row in September with your arm hanging. You're on the road this pretty much this entire 17-game stretch, by the way. And they went 11-6. and six. Okay? 11-6. and six. I remind you, when they started this 17 games in a row... They had left Pittsburgh losing that series, then had the off day. They were only up a game and a half heading into that off day. Then the Cubs lost twice, and the Brewers won in New York. So in the blink of an eye, it went from a game and a half to three games. And then they went back on track from there for the rest of the way. Ten of those 17 games were on the road, three in New York, four in St. Louis, and three in Miami. And now they come home, get ready to party, and hopefully get to have Bob Euchre in the celebration, of course, as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. For everybody texting us, we're, we're not uh, we're doing Brewers here on WTMJ, Packers over on ESPN. So, Brewers here, Packers on ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, the couple of texts here, this one from Doug. The more I look at this, the more I don't want the Brewers to play Miami. They want to play. They can play and have lefties. Plus, they have had a lot of magic in the playoffs. I, I see a lot of conversations right now about like who do the Brewers want to play. I still stand firm that the Brewers are better than every team on paper. And I can understand the worry. And also, let me backtrack. Every team on paper, but the game, of course, is not played on paper. It's played on dirt. So... I understand the worry that you had your big three going into Miami and none of the three impressed, honestly. Burns, it was a weird start. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because a 12-run second inning took like an hour between innings for him to get back on track. And we're nitpicking because he didn't allow a run in five innings, but you and I both know Corbin Burns can be better than what he was on Friday night. Brandon Woodruff was fighting his command all day yesterday. He gives up four runs and only five innings again. Then the bullpen eventually loses it. And then today, Freddie Peralta... That was his worst start of the second half, period. And that was his worst start in three months. And he's human. But I say I'm not as worried as you, Doug, because the Brewers didn't show their best. Because Corbin, Woody, and Peralta weren't their best. Now, if those guys were effective and on and clearly crisp and they're still getting hit, that's when I would be worried. But the Brewers... They're in a weird lame duck session right now. And I'm not making any excuses, but let's just be honest for a second here. 
when the Brewers get their next win or when the Cubs lose a game, because mind you, the Cubs are going to Atlanta for the next three games. Okay, both teams are off tomorrow. Brewers host the Cardinals on Tuesday. Cubs will visit Atlanta on Tuesday for a three-game set. So it could happen on Tuesday at home. I, I remind you that the Brewers right now, they just need one. And then when they get that one, nothing else is going to happen. They can't do anything to improve their standing. They're going to be locked into the three seed, hosting a wild card team. Then the conversation is, oh, you can keep the Cubs out of the playoffs. Just win as many games as you can, and you're going to keep them out of the playoffs. That's simple. Looking through the tiebreakers here, Craig Kishon's going to join us in a little bit as well. I just want to remind folks of the tiebreaker situation. So the Cubs remain a game clear of Miami with their win today in that last wild card spot. Arizona is en route to a win. They're up 6 nothing right now in the uh, top of the ninth inning against the Yankees. Uh, they've got a weird schedule coming up because they actually have to play tomorrow now against the Yankees on a mutual off day. Then they're going to play on Thursday, a day game uh, against the White Sox before hitting back home for their final series of the year, which will be at home against the Houston Astros, who are going to be fighting for their playoff lives. But here's the situation tiebreaker-wise. Arizona is going to remain a half game up by the end of the day on the Cubs. That half game will disappear tomorrow when the Cubs play the Yankees to conclude their rain-interrupted series. If the Cubs and Diamondbacks end up tied for the 2-3 and wild card, that actually becomes the Diamondbacks as the 2 and the Cubs as the 3 because the Diamondbacks won the head-to-head. And this is where it gets spicy. If the Marlins sneak their way into a three-way tie with those other two teams, with Arizona, Chicago, and Miami, if all three of those teams end up tied, which is kind of a likely scenario at this point, Chicago is left on the outside looking in, regardless of what they do against the Brewers this weekend. You go your head-to-head records against the three teams. The best winning percentage of those three teams is the decider. So if it's Arizona, Chicago, and Miami all tied, it would be Miami is the two seed, Arizona is the three seed, and then Chicago is out. In fact, in every scenario in which Chicago ends up in a three-way tie in the wild card, they are the team on the outside looking in. They need to win as many games as they can. And the Brewers can simply keep them from doing that. Win as many games as you can. That simple. So the Brewers, the Cubs have a ton to play for. And they have maybe the hardest final week remaining of anybody in baseball. The fact that they're going to get both the Braves and the Brewers, two division winners to finish up, two of the class of the National League to finish up to try to force their way into the playoffs. I am not declaring them dead, but they have a tall task ahead of them. And the cards are stacked against them, too. So don't panic. We've got one week to go. And hopefully Tuesday is the day we're all going to celebrate. Craig Kishon is going to join us in just a little bit. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program this evening, I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park 
They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. All right, just getting rolling on Brewers Extra Innings. After finally getting ready to enjoy an off day tomorrow, stay with us on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Oh, well, just wait another day till Tuesday. And selfishly, I'm not going to be on the air on Tuesday. Tuesdays are my off day because i got to go do TBS. And to pour salt into the wound... If the Brewers clinch it on Tuesday, I will watch the Cubs have their hearts broken because I'll be in Atlanta. I've got Cubs Braves on Tuesday with TBS, so I'm bummed that I'm going to miss a celebration if it happens on Tuesday. And for the good of the team and for the good of your blood pressure, I'm fine if they clinch on Tuesday. I can miss the celebration. I can miss the party, but I'll be there for the wild card. Don't worry if they move on out of that round. So if it happens on Tuesday, I'll wear it. I'll just be there for the wild card round if they win that one as well. Uh, I have been in celebrations before. It's been a lot of fun. And if you're thinking I'm a jinx or anything like that, I was here in 2021 when they clinched against the Mets. So I was working that day. It was no big deal. We don't believe in jinxes around here. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. want to thank one of our newest sponsors, Network Health. As for over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for your employees, you can visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. Again, NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. And they have got a plan for you. To the text line, this is from Aaron in Illinois. That was a disappointing loss, but still a winning road trip. This team definitely needs a day off. Santana was a bright spot today. His defense was fantastic, and his average is closing in on 240. Josh Maurer said that Mitchell may be activated this week. Whose spot would he replace, and is he eligible for postseason? Let me, uh, I'll repeat myself. I've been repeating myself a lot the last couple of months. All you have to be is be in the organization by September 1st. You don't need to be on a 40-man. You don't need to be on the active Just in the organization by September 1st, which is why Josh Donaldson is eligible for the postseason. And, of course, Garrett Mitchell is eligible, too. He was just on the 60-day IL. He's been on a major league rehab assignment down in AAA Nashville. I'm going to go ahead and check his box score here real quick. As Congratulations to, uh, to Nashville finishing up their season with a victory today. And congratulations to Rick Sweet, one of the best Best, best people in baseball. I've known Rick a long time. Uh, in fact, he goes back with my dad back to the minor leagues, too. So congratulations to Rick Sweet. Uh, I believe today makes him the all-time winningest manager, or second all-time winningest manager in Nashville Sounds history. Uh, he is the all-time second most wins among minor league managers, only behind legendary Buddy Bailey down in Myrtle Beach in currently the Cubs system right now. But Congratulations to Rick Sweet and the Nashville Sounds on another fantastic year. Today, Garrett Mitchell went two for five, a couple of singles for him. He also scored a run in the Nashville Sounds win. Uh, As far as whose spot would he be taking, this is the thought that I have with Garrett Mitchell. If Garrett's going to come back and be healthy, you need to figure it out ASAP. You know what you have with Blake Perkins. Blake Perkins is healthy. He can be a fourth outfielder. He could be a pinch runner. 
But with all due respect to Blake Perkins, and I think he would agree, Garrett Mitchell is a bit more dynamic of a player. They both play great defense. They both can fly. Garrett's faster. Garrett's got a little more pop. Garrett's got it. No disrespect to Blake. He's been great this season. I love talking to Blake Perkins. But I think the Brewers are going to try to figure out, okay, Garrett, can you help this team in the postseason? Because he's been playing for a week and a half now down in AAA. It didn't go great, but also he's only played in eight games. Okay, in those eight games in AAA, he went six for 32. That's just 188. But something that caught my eye about his game logs here, Garrett, he has six strikeouts down there in those eight games. Okay, but stay with me here. In those eight strikeouts, or of those six strikeouts in the eight games, none of them came in the last six games. Excuse me, in the last four games. So he had six strikeouts in the first four, zero strikeouts in the last four indicating he's seen the ball better. I imagine there's a chance the Brewers activate him, option Blake Perkins, and say, go get him, Garrett. Let's see if you're healthy. And if they decide, you know, hey, man, you're not ready yet. Appreciate you being around. Blake Perkins will be on the playoff roster. But that's a very good question indeed from Aaron in Illinois. Another thing I want to point out for the Brewers is... They still, you know, it's still in their hands, but they also have the pitching lined up exactly how they want it to. It's, they won't need a game 162, you would hope, knock on wood. But tomorrow, or rather on Tuesday, I should say, you go to Adrian Hauser, then you go to Wade Miley on Wednesday, then you go to Corbin Burns on Thursday, which sets up for the Cubs series with Brandon Woodruff on Friday, Freddie Peralta on Saturday, and then finally Adrian Hauser on Sunday. So you've got a chance to really kind of stick it to them now. I imagine those guys are going to be limited in how far they're going to go since they're going back to the regular five-man rotation and four days of rest. But it's just something to think about that the Cubs are going to have to really go uphill against two of the three big three for the crew. 855-616-1620, Craig Kishon is with us right now. And, well, keep it on ice, my friend. And, uh, Let's just all celebrate with all of our good friends and family out here in Milwaukee on Tuesday, shall we? Yes, we shall. I, I was going to sneak a bottle out anyway, uh, Dom, and just replace <laughs> it on Tuesday if that's all right with you. But I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's okay to do or not. Probably not. But uh, yeah, I won't tell anybody. You just told everybody in Wisconsin, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> that's a Wisconsin thing to do, isn't no, it? No kidding. Hey, I mean, look. Full disclosure: we obviously had the Packer game on at the same time. Uh, and they made a heck of a comeback, 17-0. The Brewers couldn't get their comeback today, down 6-1. to But I, I really felt like, talking about today's game, and then we'll kind of really wrap on today's game, because I want to talk more big-picture stuff with you. But, you know, six runs kind of felt like the fewest runs the Marlins could have scored today. They had bases loaded, nobody out twice, and didn't score. Uh, it was a weird day that the Brewers' offense didn't show up, but quite frankly, six runs... I'm shocked that that's all that the Marlins were able to get today. Well, the defense certainly showed up. I mean, there's no doubt about that. The Brewers were able to turn three double plays, and and Willie Adamas put on a show as really the game went on all the way through the eighth inning. And um, and that, I mean, 17 hits, you're right. That only gets six runs. Uh, but Brewers' defense has been really so good all year that uh, that had something to do with it. And, you know, if you can if you can tack a run on 
you know, even every other inning and stay in the game. Uh, again, you, you'd give credit where credit's due on that one and, and say the defense kept you in the game because uh, it wasn't Freddie's day. And I, and I think this was a little bit as starting pitching goes, like we saw yesterday with Brandon Woodruff, just a little bit off. Um, that, that's tough because the starting pitching's really done such a good job for the majority of the time kind of setting the pace uh, for Milwaukee, even though when they're not scoring runs down. But uh, the last couple of games just hasn't been the case. It's been odd, and he admitted uh, after the game you know, he's been sick for the last week, which may have influenced his last start as well as this one. He's been fighting a little stomach bug, but he feels a lot better now. He's just got over it the last couple of days, but he didn't want to put all the blame on to that. 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program, I want to get to the phone lines. Mark in Waukesha, you're live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi, guys. How you, how you doing? We're great, man. How are you? Oh, could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just calling to ask, um, I heard that Freddie Peralta is going to go out on Saturday. you guys think that's a good idea since he lost today and Monday? Absolutely. Uh, he needs one more start. I mean, that would be his day. He wouldn't pitch again until the playoffs. And, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a no-brainer there. Well, I'm just asking because he lost these two games, so... Did you see him the previous two months to that, Mark? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> he was Never the best mind. pitcher in baseball for two months, Mark. I appreciate it, though. I get it. It's all good. We don't want to hit the panic button here. Appreciate your call there, Mark. Uh, Craig, I mean, look, Freddie, if anybody has bought a little bit of goodwill of the way that he has pitched in the last two months, it's Freddie Peralta. He won Pitcher of the Month in August, for goodness sake. Well, in, in his last start on this road uh, earlier against St. Louis, he pitched really well uh, at the front end of this and lost one to nothing to Adam Wainwright. I mean, that was that was Adam Wainwright night. You could pitch a no hitter and still probably lose that game <laughs> because it was Adam Wainwright night in St. Louis. So, uh, yes, he's lost the last two games, but man, that is a big time technicality. And the fact that he was sick, uh, look, I, I don't need Freddie Peralta to tell me that uh, he's feeling better and he's not going to blame that. Uh, we all know what it's like when we're sick. Yes, we all have to go to work and we still have to do our things, but uh, 99.9% of us don't have to go out on a mound in an island and throw you know, 99 miles an hour and try to get batters out and, and last for at least two hours out there. So... Uh, much different story there. When he's when he feels better again, uh, which he will by next Saturday when he goes back out there. Um, yes, he needs the work absolutely, but um, you know, let let him be and um, and get the work in. Everyone's going to pitch down. We've been talking about it all week. You know, whether or not you clinch this early or late, um, everybody's got to get their work in. And the Brewers are lined up very very nicely to start this playoff series. A week from Tuesday. I I agree entirely. We're going to get to more here as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. want to thank the Salvation Army for their support of the show all season long. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. More to come with Craig after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Back with Craig Kishan, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks for joining us here today 
uh, on a busy football Sunday, of course. Uh, this text from Mark in River West. Uh, what? With that being said, the Cubs last week of the season, let's look at how much better the underdogs are, like the Brewers, in theory, are better record-wise than the Marlins, and the Brewers can't even hold their own to a 6-1 final, and Peralta was his true self again. Don't give me that, Mark. Don't be a negative Nancy here. If you want to call out one start, I'm going to get mad here, Craig. If you're going to call out one start, you got to ignore the previous two months. Are you kidding me, Mark? Are you kidding me? The pitcher of the month in August can have one bad start. Relax, man. I'm feeling like Aaron Rodgers. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's a magic number of one. Way to go, Dom. Give him hell, buddy boy. Gosh, that, that's just... exactly it, though. We, I mean, we just went through this uh, scenario, and, and the last call, I don't think, was was pointing fingers. I think he had a legitimate question, should he pitch again? But I think a lot of Brewer fans um, aren't sure how the the, uh, the final week actually plays out with starting pitching after they clinch everything and are waiting for the playoffs to start. But these guys got to get their work in. I mean, this is what they went to spring training for for six weeks before they started the season. It's to get in rhythm and it's to stay in rhythm all season long through the playoffs. And everybody's going to have their ups and downs, but I don't, I don't think today was a downer for Freddie at all. And please don't look at the final box scores of the last two games and say he's lost two games in a row because, uh, again, that that uh, game Monday in St. Louis was an anomaly. He pitched phenomenal. He pitched six really strong innings and only gave up a run. Exactly. I, I, I think if you look at the tape, today's game, clearly something was off. And also, we haven't given any credit to the Marlins. They had a great game plan against Freddie Peral today. Lay off the breaking balls and attack everything else. In fact, they went 5-for-7 against non-fastballs from Freddie Peralta today. 5-for-7. That's not luck. That's a game plan and executing that game plan. Well, yeah, and and the Marlins have had a great season, and and we got a dose of that back in Milwaukee uh, during that series as well. These guys are, you have to give them a lot of credit. They're not... They're not some has-been last-place team at all. They're, we could be facing the Marlins in, in the uh, first round in Milwaukee before it's over. So look at all the action we would have if it came down to the Marlins, and it's a strong possibility that that's going to happen. I mean, you, don't dismiss who the opponent is for sure. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, they haven't been above 500 in a full season, 2020 was weird because remember they beat the uh, the Cubs in the first round of that series. They haven't been above 500 in a full season since 2009 and they didn't even make the playoffs that year. The last time uh, they made the playoffs in a full season was when they won the World Series in 2003. So this is a different team. And quite frankly, I know we've talked a lot about Craig Council. He should be the manager of the year. His main competition is Schumacher there for the Marlins. If they make the postseason... That it's going to be a two horse race. It is between Craig Council and, and, and Schumacher to see who's going to get it for the National League. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's uh, yes, indeed, there are a lot of great candidates in there, but you have to consider the ones who have uh, who have done the unexpected. And I, I think really both of these managers have because they weren't on anybody's radar, uh, and no credit was given to either team uh, beginning the season and being a, a true contender for their division race or or the playoffs for that matter. I mean, I know six teams go in each league now, which is great, but 
Um, both Miami and Milwaukee weren't in a lot of those conversations back in uh, March and April and even into May. So uh, kudos to those guys. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll be greedy here. I really hope Counts wins. He's done such a terrific job in nine years and has never won manager of the year when I thought he'd win at least once, maybe twice by now. Um, I'd love to see him get it. Three-time runner-up, which is just wild to think about. So let's just kind of look ahead here for a second of what this final week is going to be for all of these teams in the race right now. Uh, the Diamondbacks have finished uh, against the Yankees 7-1 to the final there. So they remain a half game up on the Cubs, and they will play again tomorrow. So that half game is going to disappear tomorrow between Arizona and Chicago. As we mentioned plenty of times, the Cubs are playing the Braves before they come face the Brewers. And I'm talking here wild card picture. I'm not really focusing on the Central anymore, given the magic number is one. of. I'm trying to figure out who are the, the Brewers going to play in that third wild card. Arizona has to finish their series tomorrow with the Yankees. Then they're going to head to Chicago for a three-game series before they come home for a three-game Astros series, who they're also going to be fighting for their playoff lives. So that's no easy task there. The Cubs, we already mentioned their schedule. Miami, they get the Mets and the Pirates. And now the Pirates have been playing spoiler all over the place. And then finally, Cincinnati is still technically flirting with a wild card spot. They're two and a half games back, and they too would just like to be in a tie situation. Cincinnati, they were also uh, victorious earlier today over the Pirates, four to two. They remain two and a half games back, but they also finish with a pretty easy schedule here down the stretch. I think they're a little too far back, if you're asking me. But they're going to finish things with the Guardians and the Cardinals. So, as I list off those schedules to you here, Craig, it's clear that the Cubs have the hardest schedule remaining of those wild card teams, but the game's played on dirt. It's not played on paper. That's right. And there are some, there are some great competition that's going to be going on just just between the teams that are in the race, not not necessarily head-to-head between those teams, obviously, but um, I think the other one is, and, and you've been pounding this point home on your shows the last uh, last couple of nights, Dom, is the fact that uh, out of the wild-card serious contenders right now, and I'm, not, I'm really not putting the Giants in in this mix, the Cubs don't own the tiebreaker against any of those teams. So that that's pretty detrimental if, if – you're not solidly in that last or, or jumping ahead to that second spot past Arizona here right now. Um, it's, it's really hard for me to say who I want to see uh, when that round begins Tuesday in Milwaukee because, as we just said, all of these, all of these opponents are big-time high quality here right now. Um, and it's going to be, if nothing else, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them go back and forth because – I will predict that two or three or four times these positions are going to change between the third and the second playoffs. But I think the Phillies are in pretty good shape uh, right now. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, how many times those positions change between these four teams. I agree. I I think as we do these, if the playoffs started today, things knowing that it's going to change literally by the minute here down the stretch. But uh, I said this earlier, and I'll, I'll present it to you as well. 
the most likely three tiebreak, right? Because you mentioned the fact that the Cubs don't have a tiebreak on anybody. But in the chaos scenario of all three of those teams tying for two spots, Miami, Arizona, and Chicago, if they all end up tied with the same record at the end of the season, and the Phillies, of course, being in the one seed, this is how it would shake out. The Marlins would be the two seed, the Diamondbacks would be the three seed, and the Cubs would be out. It's based on your record head-to-head against the other two teams, nothing else. So Miami went 8-4 and four against the other two teams, Arizona went 8-5, and five. Chicago went 3-9. and nine. So, again, the Cubs are really in a tough spot as the Brewers try to figure out, okay, do they get Arizona, who are going to have to throw Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly against the Astros next weekend to make sure they get in, it's just it, it's so deep of how deep we can go with this right now. Well, and and think of it this way too. After after mentioning all of that, Dom, uh, the Brewers play the Cubs next weekend, and if they really don't want to play them in the wild card, they're going to be pretty determined, I would think, to knock them out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as much as as much as they possibly can. Um, so that. That's what makes the end of our regular season something to play for here right now because a team that's already in the playoffs and already will be hosting a first-round game can be a spoiler at the same time, which doesn't happen very often. I mean, I don't think the Brewers want to see the Marlins and the Cubs again necessarily considering all the times they played them over the last two weeks. Maybe maybe they could welcome in a team like Arizona at this point and, uh, and just hope to – you know, have a, a restart and and have a fresh look here to, to begin the playoffs. And I want to correct myself. It looks like Zach Gallon would then pitch on Friday uh, against the Astros, which would line them up for game two of a wild card series and Merrill Kelly for game three, if necessary, in a wild card series, unless they go with those guys on short rest. But that's the chaos scenario if Arizona. Arizona, Chicago, and Miami all end up tied. It's Arizona, Miami that get in, and the Brewers would face Arizona. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I just want to say real quick, after you saying that uh, Gallon and, and Merrill Kelly were, were set up for uh, games uh, uh, two and three, I don't want to play the Diamondbacks now, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I mean, that's that's playoffs, right? Now you're at this point in the season, every team you face is good. Okay, yep. and it's going to matter. It's not like, look, you said it perfectly. Miami's a good team. This isn't the normal Miami we've been seeing for the last 15 years or so. This team's legit. I mean, the kid today, Edward Cabrera, I was so impressed with Edward Cabrera today. Yeah. And I, I know Brewers fans are like, don't want to hear it. And I know you want to be like, Dom, like, come on. Like, we didn't, we scored one freaking run against him. Like, but that's disgusting stuff today. And that's what other teams feel watching the Brewers aces when they're on, right? You know this feeling when you're like, holy cow, that stuff looked disgusting. He was in the zone. He was dominant. He was getting chases. He was getting swings and misses. I tip my cap. Hell of a start by the young kid, Edward Cabrera. Well, yeah, and the Marlins have have a young staff that's starting to uh, to mold and getting their opportunities here right now, the same as, as the Brewers did, you know, like back in 2018 with uh, – you know, with with Woodruff and, and Peralta and Burns, um, they still had a lot to learn, you know, several years ago and then getting potentially a taste of the playoffs as well. And I, I think this Marlins team is is very, very much in that in that same picture right now. All right. Well, we'll just have to party with you then on Tuesday, shall we? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good call right there, and uh, I don't think anybody would ever argue that, Dom. Amen to that. I can't wait to hear it. Should be a fun time at the ballpark. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be here on Tuesday. Uh, Craig, this is is this your last show, or do you still are you still with us for the Cardinal series? I'm on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with you. All right, I'll holler at you on Wednesday then, and then we can get all Sounds sappy good. and say goodbye. Craig Sean <laughs> here on WTMJ. Thank you as always, my friend. Okay, Dom. Awesome. I uh, want to thank Annex Wealth Management, Investment, Retirement, Tax, and Estate Planning, all from a fee-only fiduciary. You can forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning. It's all customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Back with more after this, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620 on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back, Dom Catronio with you. want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupe and Abraham. For every time the Brewers turn a double play this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupe and Abraham, H-U-P-Y dot com. The... This was the uh, grounded into double play bowl. The two teams with the most GIDPs in all of baseball facing off this week. And now the Marlins still in first place. 150 grounded into double plays now after the Brewers are done with them for the season. They still went 4-2 and two against the Marlins who are a fringe playoff team. I'm happy about it. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This text from Mike in Kohler. Relax with uh, some good emojis there as well. Peralta nailed the last three batters with solid strikes. We got Ashby coming back. Well, Mark, I hate uh, Mike. Excuse me, I hate to correct you. He's not coming back. He pitched today. He has not pitched well in Nashville. Control issues. He had three walks today. He had four walks the other night against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. He the the Brewers already declared this at the start of the month though that they were happy to get him back pitching in actual games but they are not going to rush him back into this bullpen because he's clearly not ready. So they're going to give him a healthy offseason, get right, and hopefully be a candidate to be a starter next season and not just a bullpen arm. A question from Mike here as well. Could they bring up Jacob Mizorowski for the end of season experience? Too young. First of all, yes, too young. Second of all, he's not healthy. The, the Brewers decided to shut him down. It's been a heavy innings workload this year. He's been shut down for the last three and a half, four weeks or so now. So... Uh, no, Jacob Mizorowski is not going to be pitching in the postseason. But one of the, my favorite things about postseason baseball is the influx of guys, the young guys that get to experience it. They're obviously not on the roster, but the travel party gets much, much bigger, right? Even guys that are not going to be on the on the actual playoff roster can hang out in the dugout and be recognized and hang out with the team. Uh, I wonder, I hope, quite frankly, I think it would be awesome if the Brewers allow Jackson Trujillo to hang out in the dugout, right? Just take it in, soak it in. You see that a lot with rookies, you know, from organizations that let them watch the postseason and see, like, t- kind of take it in, soak it up kind of thing, even if they haven't played. Like, I, I have a few friends on the Astros organization that last season were in the dugout for the World Series, even though they weren't active on the World Series roster. They get to take it in so that when they do get into that moment, they understand what it's going to be like. I think that would be awesome for the Brewers uh, and some of their young prospects who are on the way, like the Tyler Blacks of the world and the, you know, maybe Hefferson Caro, maybe 
uh, obviously Churio and some of the other top prospects to come just kind of soak in the environment of a home playoff game here in Milwaukee. Want to thank Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trusting your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And right now, you can get a $1,000 instant rebate on a Daikin AC or furnace unit. That goes through the end of October. Financing's available. Visit Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, dot com today. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. That's coming up next here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall 6-1. to one. Magic number remains at 1. I'll tell you what, man. We may not have had a good day, but sometimes you just got to recognize real. Shout out to Travis Kelsey, man. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I got the football game on in here. I got Chiefs Bears on in the first half. It's thirty. It's about to be 31-0 Chiefs over the Bears. <laughs> Pour one out for your Bears fan friends. Uh, Taylor Swift is in a suite hanging out with Travis Kelsey's mom right now. Salute. Respect. I mean, that's got to be top of the world right there. Good for Travis Kelsey. Brewers fall 2-1. to one. A little break in the levity there. Uh, let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, as the Brewers fall 6-1 to one today. Here's what the skipper had to say. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great outing. Um, he, he's been sick. Uh, he was really sick on Friday night, and I think that just kind of zapped some of his energy. Um he was he was feeling good today coming into the park, but um, you know maybe that zapped some of his energy. Was it just kind of like a bug? Do you think with him, or um... he was sick? Was it going to be a probably a shorter outing because of that? No matter what happened. Um, or was he? I mean, he restriction? no, he was feeling good today. So definitely, I mean, we were kind of open just to just being careful later in the game with him, but um, you know. Uh, Cabrera, he had struggled with his command up in Milwaukee. He's obviously a good pitcher when he's on, and you saw that today. Yeah, I mean, he he threw strikes today, and you know he's tough when he's in the strike zone. The the you know changeup they're calling it um, is a really good pitch. Um, he he threw that for strikes a lot. Uh, he threw his breaking ball for enough strikes today. Um, so. You know, we made him uncomfortable, I thought, um, in Milwaukee. And or he was uncomfortable, at least to start his outing, for sure. Um, but he got kind of got in a roll today. And then, you know, he got through five before we kind of, um, you know, did some, made him work a little bit. When we talked to Brandon yesterday, he said, you know, sometimes just baseball days happen. Did it, did it feel out that way kind of just the last two days of Woody and Freddie not being a sharp? Well, they, they beat us. I mean, look, they they're... You know they're playing for a lot as well, and and they came out and they played two good games. Um, you know we we didn't we played incredible defense today again. Willie was you know amazing again with his defense, um, but they just they pitched really well and they you know they they hit a three run homer off off you know one of our best pitchers and did a nice job swinging the bats today. So you know they're they're. That's why they're in the hunt for this thing. There's so many guys in there, Craig, that are going through this for the first time, and this got to be disappointing because they wanted to pop some champagne. You- there's no, there's no reason to be disappointed right now. There's no, I mean, we put ourselves in a great position. There's, there's no reason to be disappointed. I agree entirely there from the skipper. No reason. You went 11 and six in 17 games in a row. You're one game away from clinching the central title. No reason to be disappointed. Colin and Delafield also agrees. This is the team we have. We seem to be caught lightning in a bottle with Donaldson. Yelich, when he's healthy as of late, is hitting. He got another hit today. This is our team. Let's go. 
Need to have guys step it up, and we have the guys. Let's go. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to come back with some more coverage, some more takes, uh, a look around baseball as well. We're going to the top of the hour, so just getting ready to wrap up here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This will be our last segment of the day. Really no highlights from this one, of course, as the Brewers fall 6-1. to one. Uh, Upcoming schedule here for the crew. Uh, I will be off on Tuesday again, so of course that's when the party is going to happen. Hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be Bob Bariner, Greg Greg Matzik will be helping out as well, Uh, hopefully if they're popping champagne down there on Tuesday. But I'll be back on Wednesday if for some reason they still haven't clinched by then. I'll be ready to pop bottles as well down there in the dugout. But with the uh, Cardinals coming to town, we'll be on the air at 6 o'clock on uh, Tuesday for the first game of that series. It'll be a seven, rather a 6.40 first pitch on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, same thing, 6.40 first pitch. Then on Thursday, remember, moved up start time because of the Packers, moved up to 3.10 first pitch on Thursday, uh, and I will have Brewers extra innings for you as well after that game before the Packers take on the uh, I don't even know who they're playing. Evan, who are they playing on Thursday? Who are the Packers playing on Thursday? Detroit's on. Ooh, ooh, spicy. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but that's Cardinals coming in for three, then the Cubs coming in for the final three of the season. And we will not have the playoff timing until the last day of the season and everybody knows who they're playing. Remember, all of the games are televised on ESPN, but we can catch them right here on WTMJ with Bob Uecker and Jeff Levering on the call. So hope you enjoy. Also, real quick, I know I said I was going to go around the league in this segment, but I'm not. I want to take a quick moment uh, to recognize Josh Maurer. Uh, Second year here in Milwaukee, of course, today with the road schedule. His time is done uh, on the radio for the Brewers. Uh, I'm planning on having him come on a few post-game shows here at the end of the season, but uh, another hat tip and salute to Josh Maurer in his second year here in Milwaukee. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, you're kicking ass, and you're doing a great, great job uh, at what you're doing. I know I'm probably not supposed to say that on the radio, but we can we can live with it. FCC, send it to me. It'll be okay. Uh, Josh, proud of you, man. You're awesome. Great guy to root for, and I'm really, really happy to be in your corner. So thank you for everything, Josh, and uh, hopefully we'll have you here on a few post-game shows here down the stretch. I'll holler at you guys on Wednesday after the game. It'll be Bob Brainerd on Tuesday. Matching numbers just one. All right, relax. Let's have some fun. For Evan Allison and for Craig Kishon, I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.